You're listening to the Fit Me Forever podcast, episode number 48. Welcome to the Fit Me Forever podcast hosted by the OmniFit. We're about all things fitness. We help women get off the diet roller coaster to find sustainable health, embracing life right where you are on the way to where you're going. I'm Coach Jody V, a certified nutrition coach who specializes in helping women become physically and mentally strong to regain energy for a life they love. I would like to welcome my co-host, Kayla Duncan, owner of the OmniFit, and fellow colleague and nutrition coach, Taylor Noel. Together, we are the OmniFit. Have you joined us in the Fit Me Forever membership group yet? If not, what are you waiting for? This program is perfect if you want simple instruction for your exercise that's geared towards making improvements physically. This program also includes our meal planning guides and cardio recommendations based on your unique goals. We've got it all set up for you, so you can join us at any time. You don't have to wait. When you join, you'll onboard immediately into our mobile app and get your profile all set up. From that point, you'll have personal access to our program straight from your phone. It is truly brainless in terms of following a system. There is no wasting time in a gym or on spreadsheets or forgetting your notebook at home. You'll be able to track your reps and sets and any notes while you work out all within the mobile app. The program also includes a private community group of like-minded women putting in the work, just like you. I'm in that group chat regularly, answering questions and posting tips. Plus, you have access to -to one-to-one accountability calls at our member rate. So if you wanted to connect with a coach personally, one-on-one, that is an option for you. My point is, you have to check this out. You can use the code FMF40 and save 40%. That's 40% per month for as long as you're a member. Just follow the link in our show notes below. Hey ladies, so I'm here with Coach Jody and Coach Taylor, and we're going to hop right in talking about how to use keto. This is so relevant right now, don't you think? It's all the rage, right? Very much so. Absolutely. Well, I think there's a few things that are really important in terms of just how to use keto in terms of the conversation, we have to define it. So just a kind of baseline for you guys that are listening is we want to discuss like, what is true keto? Where, where did that even come from? Is it just this diet, you know, oh, I'm in, I'm in ketosis. Um, what does it really come from? Well, basically ketosis is a physiological state um, in which your body is deprived of glucose. So um, pretty much you have used up all the glycogen glucose stores basically in your liver as well as in your muscles and your body is pretty much turning on a different uh, system in which to produce energy. So that's yep. basically what ketosis is. It's just an alternate energy system for your body. Right. Um, right. Whether, that's pretty basic. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for clarifying that. Yeah. I think that a lot of um, people actually really probably don't know that because it um, is such a fad right now. So that might be helpful for a lot of people <laughs> just knowing what it is um, and knowing that it's not, we can identify later that it's not superior or, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, the, so the brain actually demands most glucose and like a steady supply because it can't store it itself. And so for brain to function, to have that mental clarity. So some people might experience something what's called like a keto fog or something like that. Maybe you guys that have um, tried keto before have experienced something of the like. That is a very real thing 
um, just because as the body's transitioning into what's called ketosis or being in a ketogenic phase, that the body is is switching off where to get that from. But because the brain is important and the body prioritizes what's important, the liver actually comes in and produces ketone bodies. So, and they're produced from your body fat. Yeah, from your body fat. And generally the definition of a true keto diet is truly um, less than 100, even 50, sometimes 20 um, grams of carbohydrates a day. It depends mm-hmm. on the circumstances. But what you would, if you looked at a percentage of macronutrients, protein, carbohydrates, and fats, you're looking at a true keto diet of probably a clinically keto diet of being 90%, anywhere from 80 to 90% fat. And I think that's where there's a little bit of um, kind of misinformation out there. Uh, you know, people will say, oh, I'm on a keto diet when in fact, they're eating high levels of protein and um, maybe high levels of fat, but it's, it's a little bit different. Low carbohydrate is not exactly the same as keto. So we should probably you know, clarify that. True keto is very, very high fat. And it is a diet that's relatively difficult to sustain over a long period of time. So there's particular uses where it can be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, guys thoughts on that? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, I like that you pointed out about the protein. Obviously, um, that's very common in, in our industry, in the health industry. For you know, you've been around for a little while focusing on fat loss. Um, low carb diets are quite different than keto diets in regards to total protein intake because your body will take that protein, take those amino acids, and turn them into glucose. And then you're not going to be in the ketosis state anymore. So that's a really good point, Jody. And in terms of the benefits, there are a lot of benefits. In sure. fact, um, our, it's a fantastic resource that our body has. And because of the state that a lot of people find themselves in, um, in terms of obesity, it is a tool that is used in the clinical setting that is, has been really helpful in terms of uh, dealing with, um, um, insulin resistance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it, it is interesting. There is um, available research on ketosis, but it seems like that body of research is growing um, more widely. And um, weight loss is, you can obviously lose weight loss, on, um, lose, lose weight loss, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Sorry, lose weight using a keto approach, just like you can lose weight using any approach. So. Um, Basically, what we know, though, is short-term bursts of keto can can be helpful for that. But in the long run, it sometimes you can lose equally as much weight uh, with other means. So a lot of it depends on your body. Uh, what kind of what what do your days look like? How how do you actually feel? A lot of people report that they feel great. A lot of clear-headedness, and if you have been insulin resistant. You, you know what it feels like to be in that carbohydrate fog. So once you get past the initial uh, three to four days, yeah, three to four days, you can feel pretty energetic and pretty clear, but a mm-hmm. lot of people will hit a wall after a while and just psychologically want, want some carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's important. Yeah. Let's list off maybe some 
theories. I mean, a lot of this, the reason why the research doesn't necessarily support long-term effects of the ketogenic diet is just because most of the research is in 12-week increments um, Mm -hmm. with a a small pool of people, with, you know, 30 people. Um, And so, so far, keeping in mind why research exists in the first place in terms of like the clinical setting. And so if they're talking about you know, health markers in terms of like insulin resistance or high blood pressure and um, cholesterol and triglycerides. Um, those are the things that have been tracked. And those are, the, those are the things that have shown improvements by using keto. But there's also theories that exist about why it promotes weight loss in general. And one of those things is a satiating effect of just decreased food cravings because of the high fat content in a diet. And so anybody that's dieted, we talk about this a lot on how to, you know, navigate your cravings on, we've talked about this in previous podcasts of just limiting that um, insulin spike and having high fat content in your diet takes longer for your food to digest. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And generally fat is used to add flavor to things. And so um, depending on the, the, the person, obviously, um, we know and we have stated that it's not sustainable long-term being that it's, it's relatively hard to stick to a percentage mm-hmm. like that to be in true keto. But most people find it to be very satiating. Like you said, just because fat is not to, meant to um, improve that flavor. And so I think that, I mean, I was talking to a client in person and she was chatting with me saying that she wanted to, um, do this, but she said that in those few days in, she had to, pretty much she's like, I have no idea how to, uh, intake my, take my fat that much. I have to spoonful mayonnaise into my mouth. And so I thought that was kind of funny and kind of a, kind of a truth because I don't think that people really know how, how high this can really be or how high it has to be. But generally fat does taste better if you can find what works for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lots of nuts, avocados, oil, I mean, even avocados aren't pure fat, so it, it, it's not like you can sit and eat avocados all day long. So it does take some creativity and kind of like what we were talking about in the last podcast, um, you know, takes some motivation and, and commitment to kind of stay the course um, related to um, keto. So when do you guys feel that it is really helpful um, to look at a keto diet. I know we've all been in situations where we've used it for a relatively short period of time, but um, wanna talk to that more? Yeah, I think it really depends, um, obviously on a person's goals, but I think long-term, no matter what, what the best program is for you is what you can easily, or not I guess easily, but most long-term adhere to. And so, if this is something, being honest with yourself, if this is something that you can do for a long period of time and adhere to it really well, um, some people find it easy to go out to eat and just order, order a burger without a bun or um, skip out on drinks they might like or um, you know, cake at a birthday party, whatever. Um, but a lot of people can't do that long term. And so 
if you're looking to reap these benefits long-term, you just have to be honest with yourself. But as we've kind of discussed earlier, I don't think it's a bad thing to do this for a short amount of time uh, to reap the benefits of maybe improving your health, um, your blood work, anything like that. But um, as far as just caloric intake, I think it really depends. You have to be in that caloric deficit no matter what. If you're in keto or you're doing a kid's diet or um, carb cycling, anything like that. I think it's um, super helpful if you're trying to overcome the insulin resistance uh, factors. It can be a a good um, hard reset. I know that all of us have kind of been in that mode when we were real deep into, you know, competitive stuff. The last couple of, you know, five pounds uh, down, just really cut the carbs and then um, you know, come back. And when you add the, those back, I mean, your body just responds incredibly. So if you're, if you're already lean, it can, it has purposes there as well. Um, so that obviously wouldn't apply to everybody, but um, probably some of our audience it would. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, it, it is really great. It's also really great if someone struggles with um, several different types of food allergies and they're trying to make sure that their um, caloric intake is high enough. Um, a lot of food allergies tend to be aggravated by vegetables and other types of grains and carbohydrates. So it might be a considerable option for you if you're struggling digestively. Um, Although there is the component of fat slowing down your digestion. So maybe it's not a true keto diet for you, but it might be something if you have, you know, if you have um, weight loss goals or fat loss goals, something to consider. Um, That's kind of what I was thinking about in terms of when, when we're thinking about talking to you guys about when to use all these different tools, um, referring back to even our, you know, strategies behind fat loss We have several episodes about that, and I'll actually link them in the show notes so you know when to reference. Um, We talk about keto, and there is definitely, like what Jody mentioned, value behind reducing carbohydrates and forcing your body into a state where it's using its stored fat um, or, for example, ketones that it's going to produce for itself. Um, But ultimately, like Taylor was saying, I completely agree in terms of like the long-term effects. And so if you need that, like a lot of what we're talking about here, guys, is listening to what you need. It might be worth trying to see how you like it. If, If other diets you feel are, you know, you're triggered by various forms of carbohydrates. And so while you're trying to use portion control, it's not working for you. Maybe the higher fat will be satiating enough so that your cravings are not so high. And you can ultimately adhere to what the plan is because like what Taylor was mentioning is that, I mean, if you want to lose body fat, there has to be some sort of caloric deficit as in a whole. Um, I'll say though, in terms of physique, because we are speaking to you guys that most of the time do have physique goals of some sort, it's not necessarily the most optimal way to eat if you want to gain lean muscle. Right. Exactly. I was so, just add, I was just thinking yeah. that. Like, <laughs> hey, let's let's speak to that a little bit because it, it that timing does make a difference. If you're in an off season and you're trying to um, put on some muscle, you're not gonna be you know, don't be swayed by the girlfriends at the office that are all doing keto because that's probably not gonna it's gonna be counterintuitive to your goals. Mm-hmm. That's what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And anything regard, yeah. you know, regarding transitioning into what you consider normal life. 
Um, there's been seasons of my life where normal, and I mean, just the normal as normal is, is measuring all my food and preparing all my food. That was normal for me. And that felt very, very comfortable. There's other seasons in my life where eating out was also normal and learning how to navigate the healthiest options at the places where I'm eating out. And so finding what is comfortable for you and what works long-term for you is always going to ebb and flow. We always talk about the seasons of life and how important it is to know your body and know your digestion and um, all, all the while keeping those goals in the back of your head and knowing when to pull out which tool. Uh, we're here to help guide you and give you a lot of ideas and a lot of uh, further research. I'll link further research um, in the show notes if you want to read up on the various forms of ketogenic diets and some of the research that happened. Um, and these are just um, public publications that, that you can link to. You don't have to have a subscription or anything like that. I'll put the link in the show notes for you. Um, but overall, in terms of like how long it's going to work for different people, that's going to depend on what you like to eat. If someone doesn't like the flavor of fatty foods and fatty meats and fatty stuff, they, they might really struggle on it versus, you know, the other person's like, well, it comes very natural to me to eat like this. They might be able to do it long-term. So it's worth trying. I feel like a lot of things are worth trying. Um, to figure out what's going to work really well for you. Yeah, I think I just want to add one thing. You know, if if you do try it and you find yourself struggling and you're reaching for the carbs more often and you kind of keep bouncing back and forth, you're really not doing yourself any favors by either health or, um, you know, physique-wise bouncing, you know, one week being on keto and then, oh, I'm just going to, you know, cheat for a few days and I'm going to try to go back on keto. Like that is that's not, it's not good. So, you know, just gravitate to the thing that works for you. And, um, you know, just think about your overall health. Obviously, if you're intaking a, a large amount of fats, and then layering some, you know, heavy carbs on that, it's just, it's just a setup for disaster. So we don't want that for y'all, for sure. No, that's a really great point. A really yeah. great point. Yeah. So overall, most of the available research that we have is just, it's still limited. So um, most of the studies, like we mentioned, just kind of had a small number of participants or they were short term or they didn't inc include even control groups. And so um, it has been shown, ketogenic dieting has been shown to provide those short term benefits in some people and including weight loss and improvements in you know, total cholesterol and blood sugar and blood pressure. Um, however, these effects after about a year, when compared to the effects of like a conventional weight loss diet, they're not significantly different. So just to keep that in mind as you can consider um, how to use keto in your own life. As I've said before, Fit Me Forever is about you. It truly is a state of being and not just another program to follow. If you haven't already, we would love to hear how you're using the tools and the strategies that we discuss on this podcast to maximize your results. It would mean so much to us for you to leave us a review. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you guys next time.